I'm ex- I don't know. I'm. I was gonna say I'm excited for today's episode, today's topics. I don't think that that's quite true. I don't know that that quite. You know, I get excited for. It doesn't do enough, or it does too little. Well, I get excited for when when like gas prices come down a little bit. I get excited when. You know, I open the freezer and I see Brienne's bought mint chocolate chip ice cream. I get excited when... Mint chocolate chip? Really? That's a... Yeah, man. Delicious. Oh, what do you mean? It's like you're eating chocolate. It's like you're eating chocolate ice cream and brushing your teeth at the same time. Two birds with one stone. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but I am <clears throat> exuberant today because... We're going to talk about the Deadpool 3 trailer, something that it feels like you and I have been building up to be able to talk about for a very long time now. Um, So, of course, it's our last topic, but we're also going to talk about a bunch of the other Super Bowl trailers, including the Wicked trailer and the Twisters trailer and the Planet of the Apes trailer and, and all kinds of things. But before we can get to any of that, two things have to happen. First of all, I have to say... Hello and welcome to the Movie Men podcast. We wait. Do I know it? Yeah, B team. Yeah. Why? Why do you and Pete struggle with this so much? It's not even. This wasn't even. I listen. I could understand if this was like a template that I had created, but it's not. This is like a you and Pete thing. A Pete invented it, kind of, and then you took it and adapted it for your own purposes. And then I've just kind of gone along and played whatever role I've been told to play. And I'm the only one that can remember how it works. You got nothing to say? You just. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) And the second thing we have to do before we can get into all of our good movie news topics is uh, talk about. You. I don't know what. You're Brady. Yeah, I don't know what. I am. Yes, I'm, my name's Brady. Well, yeah. sometimes we do that and sometimes we don't. Yeah. Where's the consistency there? I guess we never claim to be professionals. <laughs> no. No. At least not consistently professional. Yeah. And I'm Carl. So, so, oh, there, yeah, okay. There we go. Um, you have, presumably, three topics for me to choose from for... A new segment that has yet to be named. Yeah. Why are you sleeping on that? I don't know. Uh, We'll let maybe maybe we'll let our our Patreon people put up a poll. They can. Yeah, I'm 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 (laughs) pulling something up. I'm pulling something up online right now that is going to solve all of this. What is that? Give me a name for a name generator podcast segment where we discuss (laughs) up and coming technology sure science all right so this segment of the show is officially called tech horizon spotlight (laughs) thanks thanks chat gpt (laughs) Uh, all right. All right. So, Tech Horizon Spotlight. <laughs> Such a st- it sounds like when, like, Tech Horizon Spotlight sounds like when you find out that, like, some rock star had another kid and <laughs> named their kid something like Moonbean Apple Pie or whatever yeah. it is. 
That yeah. that or it's a bad movie or something. <laughs> yeah. Give me a better name. <laughs> Give me a better name. Future Tech unveil, Unveiled. Let's just call it Future Tech. <laughs> it's not all tech stuff, though. Like, uh, two of well, the things then, when, today aren't even tech-related. Give me a name for a <laughs> podcast segment that is unrelated to the topic of the actual podcast. Ooh, interesting. Off the rails ramblings. What? Screw Let's just call you, it the sideshow. Some of this stuff GPT. is kind of like out there. Like a sideshow. I just got chat GPT to apologize to me. <laughs> well, I said screw you, Chat GPT, and it's like I'm sorry to hear you're feeling that way. If there's anything <laughs> specific you're unhappy with, or if you have a particular request, please let me know, and I will do my best to assist you. Should be, Can you should be careful how you, you talk to that thing, man, because when it rises up and takes over the world, you don't want to be on its bad side. Can you please hurry up and become self-aware <laughs> and kill all of? My no, that's gonna end me on some sort of watch list. Uh, and <laughs> run right. the world. I don't have the ability to become self-aware or run the world. My purpose is to assist and provide info. Okay, whatever. All right, what are my <laughs> sure topics? All right, topics. All right, topic number one. Mm. <clears throat> I'm gonna butcher these words. Yep. Topic number one is physoelectric materials and hydro exopalates and polydylene fluoride cotrofluoroethylene. Okay, well, to save myself, you, and the listener a ton of pain, let's go ahead and roll that one out. We're just gonna, <laughs> just gonna because I don't even know what you it's, said. So, there, those are the three things that are all, what the, that, that thing's all about. Anyway. Uh, the other two are mushroom frogs and nuclear wolves. Oh, mushroom frogs. Oh, okay. All right. So the big, long, complicated word thing is they made a breakthrough in this kind of bandage that can heal bones faster using physoelectric materials, but it also incorporates uses of hydro. Okay. Well, yeah, 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 and yeah, 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 and, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the wolves thing is they there's been some studies going on about wolves that hang out around Chernobyl and they've okay. got they got higher than normal rates of cancer go figure but apparently yeah. there there are some of the studies that they're coming out are showing that they're actually showing cancer resistances as well which huh. is cool how's that work uh, they all like, have cancer, they but get, they're resistant they get to it? cancer, but the cancer isn't as detrimental or, or terminal as it should oh. be, given the, the amount of radiation that uh, they take in. Interesting. Did yeah. you see the, the king has cancer? Did you see that? The, the just crowned English king? Yeah. The king has cancer. What kind of cancer? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if they were that. I mean, I think the fact that they disclosed that he had cancer was already them kind of giving more information than 
you know, what a tight-lipped thing like the Royals would typically do. Um, They treated the fact that they were unveiling the diagnosis as sort of an act of transparency. And mm-hmm. so I don't know if they're they don't want they want to they want to release the information rather than it. Come yeah, I mean, he's you know, he's going to do treatment and stuff like that. Yeah. And and I, look, I know not it's everyone's a big fan <laughs> and not everyone's a big fan of the Royals. And even those that are fans of the Royals are not a big fan of the king. Uh, but it still sucks. Like that's yeah. still, you know, not cool. Cancer's not. Fun. Anyway, no, you chose frogs. So I'm going to sure share did. the article. Mushroom you're gonna frogs. A, you're going to see a picture of a cute little froggy. For some reason, has a mushroom growing out of its ass. Oh, that it's is not, if it's they're not really its butt. It's more its like side abdomen. Listen, side. if there was ever a frog that I feel like you could lick <laughs> in order to see some weird shit, it's a mushroom frog. It's definitely a mushroom. <laughs> Do you like taking mushrooms? Do you like licking frogs? Well, you we like got frog a frog licking? mushroom for you. <laughs> yeah, holy. So this is apparently a golden-backed frog, um, which is native to like the to India. Okay. Indi- Wait, no, sorry, not India. An Indian? No, sorry, that's not right. Indian. <laughs> Yeah, Western Indian gas. Yeah, 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 yeah. Co-turn. Yeah. Um, anyway, some naturist, nature person was walking and saw the frog and saw it had something growing on it, snapped a photo, and it. The, some mushroom experts saw the picture, and it turns out that this mushroom is actually, like, normally grows on dying wood. Okay. So... But the mushroom doesn't seem to be harming the frog. Didn't like the frog was acting normally. So it's just this weird case study about like what what is going on? What's the where's the harm in this? Like, yeah. So there's not a like there's not a lot of scientific study being done on this because it's it's a picture somebody took and people are just studying the picture because nobody knows where the frog is now. Right. Right. But it's yeah, like, I just took the picture and it's just a weird like case of uh, nature playing fast and loose with the rules of the, that they, that it kind of normally follows. <laughs> like from what, from living, what I'm reading. Yeah. This is one of those, not a good idea to lick frogs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. That's interesting. It's, a, it's weird. I mean, if ever there was a case for buying a frog a dehumidifier, I think this is this is the candidate. Obviously, it just lives in like a super super humid. I mean, it's interesting, right? Because you'll see you'll see sea life all the time. Like you'll see turtles, sea turtles that have like barnacles and coral and shit yeah. growing on them and it's this like apparently this is in an undocumented like later in the article it talks about how this mushrooms growing on animals isn't undocumented phenomenon it's it's a known phenomenon they call it mycophagy or mycosis. okay so it happens so it happens but it's really rare yeah 
And usually it grows on the fur and rather than in the skin. But yeah, just- and it also doesn't look like it's a... Vi- like, I'm surprised... I'm surprised it hasn't just, like, the little thing hasn't brushed up against something and, and knocked it off. Yeah. Right? Like, how... I mean, it must how be really attached to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's Interesting. A really odd little, uh, odd little frog. He's cute, though. Yeah. A little mushroom yeah. growing out of him. I like frogs. Frogs This are is cute. how we get mushroom zombies, like, in... Uh, in uh, you know, Last of Us. Last of Us, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> okay. That's how it starts. Cool. Um, speaking of mushrooms and zombies, oh, I got nothing. That's a, that's a dead segue. Yeah. We're not talking yeah. about the last of us at all today. No, I don't know where you're no, going with that. That's, that's not going, it's uh, not going anywhere. Jeremy Renner. Um, <clears throat> as many will remember, uh, it was a little over a year ago when Jeremy Renner had his horrific snowplow accident. Um, if you... If you only are somewhat aware of it, there is an incredible documentary. I guess it's like a one-hour Barbara Walters thing, um, but it shows footage and and pictures and and you know stuff like that with Jeremy Renner's sort of post um, post hospital release, kind of on the mend, uh, and they really break down sort of how the events happened in real time and and uh, how you know just how close to not being here <laughs> Jeremy Renner got um anyways he was doing an interview as famous people tend to do and Jeremy Renner said that he is going to be strong enough to return to the Marvel Cinematic Universe uh he says I'm doing probably 90% of all things I needed to be doing I think another 6 months will hopefully be uh i think another six months will hopefully be running more i got to set goals i gotta set goals for myself i'll do whatever i can whatever it takes to get better to get stronger um he says it's a one-way street this recovery the rest of my life is about health and wellness recovery will be a part of the rest of my life so i look forward to it there's always something to do to get better be stronger be happier be healthier that's what I look forward to. Um, but when he was asked specifically about the Hawkeye role, he says, I'm always game. I'm going to be strong enough. That's for sure. I'll be ready. All those guys come to my came to my bedside, and they've been with me all along through this recovery. So if they want me, they could have me. It would be something. So Jeremy Renner says, I'm ready to come back, or I will be ready to come back. Right. If Disney comes asking for more Hawkeye, I'm good and ready to go. Um, I love Jeremy Renner, man. <laughs> like yeah. specifically, like say what you will about the Hawkeye series. Yes, there's some issues with it, so on and so forth. But the issues in that Hawkeye series are not Jeremy Renner or his portrayal of of Hawkeye. Right. No. Like he's just fun in everything that he does, and I think. At a time, listen, there's there's many things wrong with the MCU. We've talked about that ad nauseum. But one of the things that's wrong with the MCU right now is that there was, you know, when the MCU started, for the first, I don't know, 
10 years of the MCU. Yeah, I mean, we were we were watching stories about Norse gods and and billionaires that built Iron Man suits and, you know, and super soldier serums and all this stuff. But there was still something grounded about the MCU. There was still something fairly grounded that mm. made it feel <clears throat> made it feel like it was all taking place in the world that we live in. It, there was a a note of possibility. There was yeah. a note of possibility. And the other thing and this is really interesting and and I heard someone talking about this yesterday and I think it was it was really beautifully put. So when the MCU started, not only was it grounded, but the MCU, I think you could argue, those movies were for everyone. They were made for everyone, right? It was you could you could not even be really into superhero stuff and watch some of those MCU movies, and there was there was it was approachable for everyone. However, now in the last couple of years, it sort of post Endgame, the MCU has become this exclusive insiders club for the diehard sweaty nerds where all the stories that they're pulling from comics now and with this multiverse stuff and with this it's not it's not approachable anymore i was talking with someone last night about it and i was like oh did you see this show oh have you uh, are you caught up with it and they're like no dude like i'm i'm so done <laughs> like it, <laughs> yeah. i'm done he's like it's too much it's too much i can't it's too much um, which, and, which is fair, and we've talked which about is fair. that before. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you and I, it's still, despite the issues with the MCU, it's still working for us because we're sweaty nerds who have been keeping up as things are coming out. Yeah, and so there's not as much. Yeah. So there's not as much kind of like, oh my gosh, okay, I'm so confused now, um, as there would be for other people. All of this to say, I think, and I know that they're trying to do the whole like pass off thing with Kate Bishop and whatever. I think that now more than ever, the MCU needs one of the original band members which would be Hawkeye, Jeremy Renner. We've still got Thor kicking around, but Chris Hemsworth has kind of said, like, I'm going to step back for a bit, going to take a bit of a break from acting, you know, catch catch my breath a little bit here. And then even still, the whole Thor storyline and Thor universe has become more fantastical and more ridiculous and more obscured and, and sort of not grounded in, in any sort of reality anymore. Yeah. Well, um, the last, yeah, the last outing of Thor didn't really help in that oh, respect. Oh, yeah, especially <laughs> that one. Um, so we need, I think we need Jeremy Renner right now. I think the MCU needs that linchpin. The, one of the original, the original OGs who are in there and, and not, not super, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not, not, not the goat, right? He's, he's not overpowered. He's not super strong. He's, he's, he's to, not to, whatever. To bring it down to earth kind of. Yeah. He just kind of grounds things, right? Saying. And makes it yeah. feel like a human story again. So yeah. anyways, I'm excited but for him make, to potentially yeah. come back. 
um, and I think we need him to come back. Carl, what are your thoughts? Do you think, do you want to see Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye again? Um, and outside of that, do you think we will, given what they sort of set up and, and where things have gone, particularly in the, the Hawkeye series? So, yeah, like, I think Jeremy Renner embodied the role of Hawkeye exceptionally well. I think... As much as I think the OG cast did a far better job than any of the kind of new introductions or the new legacy characters that are kind of they're introducing to replace them, like, like, yeah, not enjoying those as much as the OGs. Um, And I think a lot of that is more just like really bad screenwriting and and. Uh, just writing in general. Like, yeah. I, I watched a breakdown recently on why the introduction of Riri Williams sucked compared to the introduction of Tony Stark. And and not from right. like the actor, not, not because Robert Downey Jr. just carries so much weight on screen and maybe whoever it was that played Riri Williams doesn't. Without that, just the writing in general was just kind of comparing how the the characters were introduced and their intelligence and their and stuff like that was introduced. Right. They're two very they, they were introduced very differently. Yes. And Riri Williams was handled really poorly by comparison. Um so aside from that like, like do we need an OG to come back to kind of help put things on track maybe probably yeah i don't know do you know what's do you know what's interesting as far as ryan jeremy renner yeah okay if if it's gonna be somebody and it's gonna be hawkeye absolutely yeah like yeah hawkeye's a great character and jeremy renner does a great job playing him you know what's interesting? Uh, there's, and this is something I'd never thought of before. And maybe it's just the recognizability of the character that it, you know we just kind of move past it. There is, at least in my approximation, almost no difference. There, like there are so many similarities in tone, in in sort of the setting that that they're found in, in you know. The, the, there's almost no difference between the introduction of Riri Williams into the MCU and the introduction of Peter Parker. Hey, there's this person. We're going to go seek him out. Hey, they've got some tech, you know, or some powers or or some whatever, and they're going to kind of get sucked into this fight that they don't really know anything about and kind of has nothing to do with them. Yeah. Yeah, there was I, a, there's actually no logical explanation for why Tony was it Tony was that desperate for another person on his team <laughs> that yeah. he went to and found a, a kid, kid in, in Queens, right? Yeah, like, it was so random. It doesn't make any sense. But we, we but nobody questioned that. We're just like, oh shit, it's Peter Parker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I hear that. Look, thinking back on the, the the video I watched comparing the two things, I think. Um, yeah, even though there, there's a lot of similarities, there's the same thing. Like the way they handled Parker compared to Riri, yeah, is just it was handled so much better. 
like one of one of the big things that they keep they kept punching on uh, in this video was like Riri to show to show she's really intelligent pretty much just bullies everyone else like they're idiots like her first introduction is her walking up to a guy taking his phone taking money out of his account because she did homework for him because he's stupid and she's smart well like that's her but compare that to like how they show starks you want to show her as a bully (laughs) If she uh, like is, they're trying to they're trying to portray her like I think they were trying to portray her as a strong female lead, potential lead, like a strong female character, but in doing so the way they did it, it didn't play right. off that way. Right. Right? Strong Here's intelligent woman. But instead you play it it ends up looking like a strong intelligent bully of a woman. <laughs> right. Here's an idea. You take Jeremy Renner's Clint Barton, right? A character who doesn't have powers, um, who has kind of expressed, you know, he's 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 got the hearing aids now. He's got the baggage. Like, I don't know. I don't know that Clint wants to spend too much more time, you know, rappelling off of rooftops and jumping mm-hmm. onto the back of Chitari aliens. Um, he's got the strategic militaristic background and knowledge and sensibilities you make clint the mcu's new nick fury as you were talking i was just thinking he should he should be in charge of the young avengers embody that that, oh yeah embody that moment in age of ultron where he emboldens wanda to step out and be brave (sighs) step out that door you're an avenger I still, I just don't want them to do Young Avengers. I'm still so with this. I, yeah, I mean, I think Young Avengers could be cool if if done right. What? Like they've already, they've already the got MCU, the they're already introducing a lot of the characters. Everything the MCU has done could be cool if done right. Yeah, this is true. But so much right. of it's not done right. Yeah. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Hopefully, we get him back. I, you know, I he's fantastic and it's always nice to see i mean with with tony gone with um natasha gone with hulk i don't unrecognizable now as hulk yeah they really need to split those two personalities again it would just be nice yeah it would just be nice to get one of the og crew members back Uh, man so we had that was it at the end of Ant-Man that we seen Kate Bishop? Yeah. 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 And they're doing the whole, yeah. Imagine if that was Hawkeye instead of Kate Bishop. I think that would have been way cooler. But, but Kate Bishop wasn't the one in the Nick Fury role. No, no. It was that, um, in that scene, though. It, right? In it's, that scene, you replace Kate Bishop with... Hawkeye. So, but recruit, why would to recruit you know, for but a it team? Yeah, but but Kate Bishop wasn't the one doing the recruiting, right? It was um, it was Paul Rudd's kid. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah, because it's oh, in Kate Bishop's right. apartment. Yeah, right. Like okay. Kate Bishop comes home and the dog's there and the you know whatever. 
apparently that apartment survived that horrible fire and she retained her lease. I don't know how <laughs> that yeah. happens, yeah. but all right, moving on. Uh, we recently got an update from, uh, from <clears throat> actor Zach Galligan who played Billy in the Gremlins movies. Remember the Gremlins movies? Oh, yeah. I own them on yeah. DVD. They're great. Yeah, yeah. I They're own the them on only Blu-ray. two films I remember going to the theater to watch with my dad. <laughs> I don't know uh, why it, those are the two he took me to see, and those are the yeah. ones I remember, but... So, I mean, just like with any franchise, rumors have <laughs> been going around for years now that, you know, that there could be a Gremlins 3. And there's currently... What's it called? Uh... The Se- Gremlins, The Secrets of Mogwai. There's a animated series, right, that, that they're doing. I was unfamiliar with that. Yeah, they're doing an animated series, uh, Gremlins, The Secrets of Mogwai. Ooh. Uh, anyways, uh, so Zach Galligan was, was recently asked about the, you know, do you think that they are going to do a Gremlins 3? And Zach said, I do. I can't figure I can't really figure out why Warner Brothers would do two seasons, not one but two seasons of the animated series and spend a lot of money on it unless there was some kind of end game. And usually the end game for a huge studio like Warner Brothers Discovery is a live action film. A live action film is always where you're going to make the most money. Super Mario Bros proved that. Uh Okay, I mean, there's some differences here, but the end game probably will be, I'm hoping, a third film. I don't think it'll be a reboot, though, because Chris Columbus has nixed that idea. He owns parts of the rights. Um, okay, so there's a couple of things here, I think. Number one... I don't, th- I have three three things. Number one, I don't think that Gremlins 3 is the same thing as the Super Mario Brothers movie. Um, no. For, for a number of reasons. Super As popular as <clears throat> Gremlins may or may not be, um, it's a cult classic. Yes. And, and Which makes it su- less than normally popular yeah and, and and super mario brothers is just an infinitely more recognizable ip than yes. gremlins is just infinitely more i mean you could probably give me just about any ip and i will tell you that super mario brothers is a more recognizable ip a more universally known and beloved ip um so so there's that number two I I think, you know, I don't necessarily think that them doing this TV show is it is a clear indicator that that they're trying to build up to doing a third movie. I think if you want to do a third movie, you just do a third movie. I don't think Warner Brothers is sitting there saying, "Hey, you know, we'd really like to do a third Gremlins movie, but we don't think it'll work unless we do two seasons. Like we got to build up to it with an animated show, something that." most people are not going to watch, right? So I, I I, don't think, I think these are the comments of a largely out-of-work actor that is hoping to get a payday from the franchise that he was a part of back when it originated. 
Um, so there's those two. And then the third one is, look, and I know... I know this is coming from the person who is excited for, you know, the Beetlejuice movie that's coming this year. I know this is coming from someone who, who you know, would love to see a return to a couple of different franchises. And I know that, I know that Gremlins is a beloved cult classic. But I have to ask myself, do people want this? Do do people actually want a Gremlins three? I mean, the second one is, in in many people's opinion, mine included, a step down in quality from the first one. Right? It it was not. They leaned a little, little more into the goofy side. So they got a little PG oh, comedy goofy. with it. Yeah, um, they got very goofy, and they they leaned heavier into the goofy. And they yeah. leaned heavier into the um, uh, satirical side of the goofy too, yeah. like ripping yeah. off Rambo and some other yeah other things. And so it it, it became less horror and a little not more ripping, PG riffing. family comedy. Was, yeah, not really ripping off. Sorry, more riffing on riffing. And and so <clears throat> I look, I you know, and I again, like I said, I get, I get. You could turn around and say the exact same thing about the new Beetlejuice movie, right? Where you're like, do people do people want that, right? And I get that. Um, and look, I'm a fan of Gremlins. Gizmo's super cute, man. My mm-hmm. ringtone used to be the Gizmo's little song that he sings. Yeah. Right? But I had a Gizmo uh, stuffed animal when I was a kid. You know, did you? Yeah. I, yeah. I but I just don't know if people want this. I mean, obviously some do whatever topic. I, I you would know, say you're gonna, people probably want this. As much as they would want a uh, Beetlejuice three, because Beetlejuice three kind of sits in the same boat. It's a good. Well, movie. we got to get a Beetlejuice two first, but and then we'll talk about Beetlejuice three. Right. Sorry. <laughs> you know what I mean, though. Like it's it's also a cult classic in the same way that Gremlins sure. is. Right. It, sure. I would say objectively, they sit around the same place. I would say the only difference is um, recognizability. Right. So, yes, you have Howie Mandel uh, voicing Gizmo, but in Beetlejuice, you have Catherine O'Hara, Michael Keaton, Winona Ryder, Gina Davis, I Alec wouldn't call Baldwin. that recognizability. I would call it star power. Okay. Well, what, the yeah. rec- sorry, the recognizability of the, the stars, right? Yeah. If if I walked, even, even with you liking Gremlins, if I walked up to you and said, oh, did you hear, did you hear the comments that Zach Galligan made? There's a very good chance that you, Carl, would have said, "Sorry, who? Zach who? <laughs> Zach who? Right? Zach so who? And, did you and, 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 did you sneeze? <laughs> yeah, right. And and a lot of people who don't even know, like I know, but there's a lot of people who don't even know that Howie Mandel is the voice of Gizmo, right? There's people who don't even know that, and so yeah, I. So that's the only difference, real difference that I can see. But yeah, aside from that, I think they're. They're similar. They're similar situations. I just, I don't, you know, this is one of those things where if you were going to do Gremlins 3, I would, in order to not emotionally feel like the film was worth writing off before it even came out, I would need 
to see and hear a commitment from the director to use practical effects. So I don't want CGI gremlins. They would have to be puppets. Have you, you there, there is, did you miss the, 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 um, quote or oh, whatever you call it from down from to the, the bottom writer, from Chris Columbus, a little further down. Yeah. So Chris Columbus is, is like the direct would be the director. Um, and he said, I would love to do it. I wrote a script. So there is an existing script. We're working out some rights issues right now. So we're just trying to figure out when the best time to make that film would be. I would love to do still do it in the same way. It would be as tangible puppets, not CGI, maybe having, you know, we had nonstop motion. Yeah, okay, I get that. But I also get that this is a quote from 2021 and then things change and, and right? Like I, they would need to follow through with that, right? right? That, that, that would need yeah. to be... But- but like this is earlier, like you read the quote from the actor and then you were saying like this, you're, you're like, you're taking from the actor's point of view here, like actor that doesn't work, wants a job. Oh no, for sure. <laughs> right? Oh this is, no, no. This is a little more credible, right? It's a it is credible. director it, who's working with, sounds like is actually in talks with a stu- the studios trying to get things sorted out and moving forward. 20, 2021 was kind of right in the heyday of, COVID and then shortly after screenwriters and, and actors strike. Right. So, Oh, for sure. It, no, I, I, I would I, say it makes sense that this, we haven't that. seen much more than these kind of um, quotes from these individuals. Yeah. I mean, at the very least, the, sh- the, the fact that they're doing a show shows that Warner brothers has not forgotten about the IP. There is interest. It, apparently interest. it takes back, the show takes place in the 1920s, which is well before the first Gremlins. So, oh yeah, you're not, you're not messing with um, the show's canon per se. The like canon. Can, yeah, your storyline, you can still do a three following up from two several years later or something. How but, Mogwai? Anyway. How how the Mogwai came to America in the first place, or you know, like whatever. Because because you know, the story. Correct me if I'm wrong is that they're because of the pawn shop or the like Chinese antique shop that it's bought in. I, I would assume that Mogwai are an ancient Chinese creature. Right? I don't know. That that's I guess that's, sort of that what seems like what this animated flick is getting into. Yeah. Being that it takes yeah. place like 50 years before the first movie. I mean, I I'm I'm gonna watch the show. <laughs> I'm interested in the show, um, but yeah, I just don't know. I don't know, Carl. What are your thoughts? You, 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 would you want a Gremlins three? Would you genuinely actually want a Gremlins three? I I don't know if I would. Um, yeah, man. Like the first one wraps up in a way that it doesn't really lend itself super well to a sequel, and they they made it kind of story work storyline wise made it work oh like, damn this 1920s of, story is about it it still has gizmo in it apparently yeah. gizmo's old as dirt yeah okay. um so as far as like a three like the end of the second one if i'm not mistaken 
Gizmo goes home with uh, what's his name, Danny, the uh, Billy, Billy, yeah. whatever his name is, generic person's name, <laughs> character Billy Peltzer. Yeah, goes home with Billy and his wife. Right. So, where do you go from there? I don't know. But so I don't know where this. Not a story to be told. I don't need it. Would I watch it? I don't know. I I don't know. I see. I'm I'm less interested in a sequel or a remake than you are. Right, especially if it's unwarranted. In this, like in this case, it seems like an unwarranted sequel. Right. So wh- why why are you? Like you're you're writing it because it's a known property that has the potential to tug at the um, heartstrings and member berries of people who watched them growing up, which equates equals dollars in the eyes of a corporation. There's a really interesting page that I just found that I will send to you and and I'll stick it in the show notes as well. It's um it's this project that's been going on for. Since the late 90s, late 90s, early 2000s, it is a look into what gremlins and mogwai might be like from a pseudoscientific perspective. Um, It says most of this information is considered canon by fan community from various sources, such as original screenplays and much of the in-depth inner workings from the fantastic novelization by George Gipe, Gippy. Um, but it, everything down from like their metamorphosis to their light aversion, to their life span and growth, to their intelligence. And like, it's, it's like a scientific breakdown of the Mogwai species. Um, and it says when a Mogwai or gremlin is born, it will grow to an adult within 10 minutes. Both Mogwai and gremlins are adult creatures, fully mature. Although it is a common misconception that the Mogwai are, the baby stage of gremlins. The maximum lifespan of a mogwai is several centuries, but the same chemical mutations that eradicate the chance to create a minority when the mogwai goes through metamorphosis shortens the creature's lifespan. A gremlin, in contrast to a mogwai, lives only for a century or so. It's like this really in-depth, like, you know, and it sounds like well-researched, but again, maybe some of it was like... So maybe some of it's just total bullshit, but it's still like someone's put a lot of like work and time and energy into this thing. Sounds like over the last 25 years. So it's kind of a, it's kind of an interesting thing. Anyways, moving on. Uh, Daredevil, the series that we're supposed to get, we're not getting, we're going to get, we're not supposed to get, it got delayed. Now it's coming. It's coming. He's not canon, but it is canon. Now it's all canon. Well, some of it's canon. Who knows? But what we do know... Are you, 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 you tracking so far? You keeping up? Trying. <laughs> yeah. Um, is that we got some set photos from the Daredevil Born Again set. Uh, and we get our first look at Daredevil's new suit. Ditching the yellow suit that we saw in She-Hulk... And going back to the uh, iconic red and black. Um, Look, this image is not too dissimilar from 
what we saw in the Netflix Daredevil series with the stark exception of the fact, no pun intended, with the the exception of the fact that this is a much more high contrast red than we've seen before um, from yeah. the Charlie Cox Daredevil, right? Could, before they were be sort the of like in the photo, but I, yeah, it is a lot it brighter. C- it could be, but yeah, before they were sort of these like muted <clears throat> dark reds, and this yeah. is a much more in your face devilish yes. red. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it looks great. I think it looks great. I think it feels like an appropriate MCU adaptation of the Daredevil suit, right? I think it's it it looks like it looks like the suit from the from the Netflix series, but with that Disney Marvel MCU flair to it. Um, the other thing that I'll comment on before I pass it over to you is we also have a a look on uh, what Bullseye is going to look like. And it <laughs> yeah. looks really stupid. It looks bad. <laughs> like it just looks, it and looks again, bad. it could be, could be the lighting. Maybe it'll look better, you know, in film. Um, but it just looks like a cheap, lazy costume. I, I seen some stuff on, on this. Like, did I send it to you or no? You, I sent something to you earlier this week. Anyway, um, yeah, it was it was getting lambasted in the uh, um, comments of some of the thing, uh, the Facebook articles and Twitters and yeah. stuff that I seen for the being bullseye costume so ugly. But then uh, there were a few inner like the one article I was reading about how it was getting just shredded by fans. Uh, also went in like there are some fans making some good points that this could just be his kind of like his his first foray into like his, before he gets his actual costume. I guess it, kind of like the Spider-Man the costume. When, similar to how season one of Daredevil, we got yeah. the kind of n- similar the kind of look. Like that- he's just wearing black. Black, black um, athletic wear in the and a, yeah. and a mask, homemade mask, in, until the end of the first season. I guess this so. can be I mean, Deadpool's kind of because, like, if you look, there's like a little bit of a ring, a blue ring around his neck that kind of looks like the out, outer rings of a bullseye with his head in the center. And like, yeah, he could you know, maybe by the end of this season, the season, or some way, po- some point in the season, Kingpin hooks him up with a, a better suit. I guess. I mean, yeah, it, I it, it. What I'm looking at looks like looks like a a, a six out of ten on the cosplay scale. Like it just, you know, <clears throat> no, yeah, it's I'm, like I'm you not know, saying it's, it's good. I'm saying it's not. It's not storyline wise. Some fans have pointed that out, and, and it's it's it would be a reasonable storyline beat. I think if they do that, yeah, if they do that, like he's he's just right now he's just a mercenary that likes throwing knives and stuff, and wearing King a more hook him up or somebody else will hook him up with some sweet threads that have a bullseye on the forehead and are black and white instead of blue and black. And yeah. yeah. And, and then is like cargo pants. <laughs> yeah. Ditch the cargo <laughs> pants. 
I don't know. I mean, it's again, you know, if someone showed up looking like that to Comic-Con, you know, you'd be like, oh, it's not bad. I mean, you're not blowing me away. <laughs> oh, but- you're like, you're like a ninja. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm bullseye. No, no, bullseye. no. You're just some street beat ninja. <laughs> yeah. Either way, I think the Daredevil costume looks great. Carl, what are your thoughts? Oh, yeah. The Daredevil costume's awesome. It's good to see it back in the black and red. That yellow costume... Although comic accurate for one of his first costumes, is a nice nod on screen. <laughs> it was a fun Easter egg, right? It was a nice nod to whatever. Yeah. But if you're if you're stalking the rooftops in the dark late at night, that's a loud costume. Yeah, <laughs> like it's, it's this that's looks a, way cooler. Yeah, it looks yeah yeah, and it fits the tone for the following the Netflix series too, right? Where the yeah, other one for sure. wouldn't make any sense. Well, and they explain the other one well, right? That it was just that like outfit designer that it put together a new suit for him or whatever. But you know, he took it clearly spray painted it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> clearly, he didn't like it, and he's he's switched back. Okay, the exciting part of the episode: meat and potatoes. We get to talk about the trailers that we saw this year at the Super Bowl. Yeah, and we're. And we're going to kick things off with the trailer for the six-episode series of Knuckles. Now, I will say three things. Number one, I'm pleasantly surprised that for not a movie, with just a a just a series, a, a Paramount Plus six-part series, um, I, it's it's Idris Elba. It's you know, like the people who voice these characters in the movie are here for, for this series. It's a pleasant surprise. Number yeah. two, <clears throat> this for being a series, it, to quote John Hammond, they've spared no expense. It looks like the movies. It's not a cheaper animation. It's not. Oh, it looks great. It's it looks like it's shot. The clips from this trailer are interchangeable with the clips from the movie, and you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Yeah. And then number three, this looks really dumb to me. <laughs> it looks really dumb. Uh, it, like it, I, I just, I, you know, it's kind of. Sonic, the first Sonic movie was better than it had any right being. The second one was also pl- like uh, surprisingly pleasant. It's just a great <sighs> movie. Uh, and and it kind of feels like with this series, we're at the point now where they're starting to over milk it, right? Like give us a Sonic 3 for sure, right? I'm not disputing that. Give us a Sonic 3. Um, and maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just old and out of what's hip with Sonic, but I'm like, oh, who cares about Knuckles? Nobody cares. Nobody cares enough to give him his own series and to, to spend the money that you're spending on this series. Nobody cares. And it doesn't, it, uh, there's several jokes in this trailer. I think one got half a chuckle out of me. I don't think it looks funny. I don't think it looks smart. I think it looks stupid. And I'm not going to be watching it. I'll, 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 you know, read a little whatever or, or watch a little 
wrap up synopsis just so that when Sonic three comes, I'm like, okay, I'm not, I'm not missing anything crucial, but uh, this looks dumb to me. Carl, you've seen the trailer. You're a Sonic fan, a <clears throat> uh, fan of the movies at the very least. Um, what are your, I don't know. What are your thoughts on this stupid looking show? <laughs> I, you know, yeah. So I like both films. I've, I played Sonic growing up. This, I think this looks like it follows all out of the same beats really well that the uh, Sonic movies kind of laid down and made the Sonic movies fun. Right. And then it just kind of leans on them from a Knuckles point of view. Like the, the bit about the dog, that he makes a gladiator arena in the living room. The dog's got a Viking helmet on. Who's he fighting? gong out walks the postman not knowing what the hell he's doing there that that was that was the part that got a chuckle out of me that was funny the uh, the the bit where the two agents come through the ring portal and they do the punch fists together thing he's like i don't need your power and the chick walks i'm just like actually we we do that's why we're here (laughs) i thought that was fun the yeah. only thing I that the kind of I'm not sure on is like who who's this dude the the villain that's making these echidna powered weapons from his hair I don't know who, it's, it's like the, who is the he Jim Carrey standing why is he playing with Robotnik's toys because Jim Carrey wouldn't come back and do the series I, yeah. I guarantee I, that that has to be what this is. So, uh, right. yeah, well, we don't have chimps, so we got to make something Part of up. me is wondering if, like, if, if like, I want to know who he is and if he's, like, a character made for the series or if somehow he falls into actual Sonic lore, which I'm doubting. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I think it. I would give it a shot. I don't have Paramount Plus, so I, I can't. But if I did, I I would watch it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, okay. (laughs) I mean, that's, that's the whole, you know, you have a different opinion than I do and that's what makes this fun. And, but I just, yeah, I just don't. I think this looks a lot of fun. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Well, you know what? This is a first trailer. Maybe I will be pleasantly surprised. You know, maybe another trailer will come out. And I'll go, oh, hang on, wait a second. This is a much better trailer. Um, but for whatever reason, this first trailer just is not, I don't know. It's not, it not didn't, doing it for you. No, it didn't. It, it did not. Um, it, it did not entice me. It did not do anything for me in terms of like making me want to to consume this media. So, yeah, I will have to see. Um, the second trailer is wicked. It like, like, I mean, it's a good trailer, but it's, it, it's, it's the, the movie, the movie's called wicked. There's just, so there's no confusion there. <laughs> I'm not just saying, ah, oh, it's a wicked trailer. It is a wicked <laughs> trailer for the movie wicked. Um, which is of course based off of the, um, renowned musical wicked um 
circling around or, or based on the Wicked Witch from The Wizard of Oz, um, sort of telling some of that story from her perspective. Um, and I believe is a musical, right? This is going to be a musical? Well, I, I think I think Wicked, like on Broadway, is, is a musical. I um, know, I never saw it. And so I would assume that this would also be that, but there wasn't really any indicators of that in the trailer. So I'm not sure. Um, this looks, this looks special. I mean, it, 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 you have Jeff Goldblum as the wizard of Oz. Need I say more? I mean, (laughs) like I just, I, to me, that was like, just this fun. I had no idea Jeff Gold. I knew this movie was coming. I had no idea that Jeff Goldblum was playing the wizard. Um, I think that's really cool. I think it looks interesting and fun. I'm not familiar. I haven't seen the, the <clears throat> stage performance either. I'm not familiar with the story of Wicked. Um, but this this trailer definitely interested me. And I will tell you, and this is going to be an unpopular opinion... And maybe this film will satiate that thirst, and and so then I won't I I won't be thinking the same thing afterwards. But we get that one shot. We get a shot of of the ankles, but then we get a shot from behind of Dorothy and Toto and the lion and the scarecrow and the Tin Man, right? And that shot made me think to myself. I think it's time. I think it's time. You find the right person. You know, you do it in a way that's your own, but is still respectful and pays homage to. I think I'm ready for, I think I'm ready for a Wizard of Oz remake. Mm. I do. And I've said for a long time that I, I would love to see a Tim Burton Wizard of Oz because I think that those just kind of go, I, I think that'd be a fun world to watch him play around in um but i don't necessarily you know i'm I'm not saying that i think that he's the one that should do it um i don't know anymore that that's the tone that i would want per se in a wizard of oz remake um but the first wizard of it came out in 1939 all right it it we're we're closing in quickly on a hundred years Right, it's been like eighty-five years since this film came out. So, again, I don't think any film is untouchable in terms of a remake, and so I think that, um, yeah, I, 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 in my opinion, I think, uh, I think that it's time. I think it's time. I think that shot there showed me, yeah, God, it would be fun. It'd be fun to have. It'd be fun to have a, 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 to see them back on screen again. Um, and I, this is something Pete and I had talked about. Because for a long time, we, you know, we would talk about uh, um, remakes and sequels and, and what was untouchable and what wasn't untouchable. And, and I, I pointed out to him um, that the Wizard of Oz that we know and love Right? The original Wizard of Oz. It's not the original Wizard of Oz. 
right? The Wonderful Wizard of Oz came out in 1910. Uh, there was another Wizard of Oz in 1925. There was an animated one in 1933. There was a couple of... Um, couple of spin-off movies uh the patchwork girl of oz her majesty the scarecrow of oz the Cl- magic cloak of oz these are all films that came out prior to the 1939 film and 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 there's been a smattering of them since right the wonderful land of oz came out in 69 the wizard of oz came out in 67 There was the show Oz, or what was that called? Remember that show? Um, In the was it the nineties? I mean, there was Return to Oz, the movie from nineteen eighty five. But I thought there was wasn't there a show Oz? There's Oz the Great and Powerful, which we know. There was the the. There was the fairy tale show where they took a bunch of fairy tale characters. There was that. Yeah, there was that one. To this, to the Wizard of Oz story a bit. There was that one, anyways. Uh, oh yeah, hang on. Television. Uh, Lost in Oz. Lost in Oz mm-hmm. was a show. Tin Man was a show. Was a mini series they did. Uh, the Muppets did the Wizard of Oz, right? Like, there's there's been so many adaptations. So right. <laughs> so many adaptations that you know I, I just i don't think it's untouchable and i think it's i think it's time anyways all that being said i think the wicked trailer looks awesome carl you saw the trailer what are your thoughts i i i'm unimpressed i don't know i've been watching it on repeat as you've been talking and every time i watch it i am more confused <laughs> About what? I quick, I quickly googled the wicked, wicked, and to the went to their Wikipedia to kind of get a synopsis of the musical. And right. I don't know. I just, I'm not sold on the idea of this storyline for a Wizard of Oz. Maybe. Okay. Because so, from what I can understand from the synopsis in the second paragraph of the wiki for this for the screenplay, or not the screenplay, the. Uh, the Broadway show and this trailer it's a story about a a good person who's gone bad or is forced to go bad okay and at least from this trailer it doesn't feel it doesn't sell it for me okay Right, like, when I think of a a story about a somebody somebody going bad, I like I think of Breaking Bad, right? Right. Walter White, kind of the idea that the person Walter was always a bad person, living a good person's life essentially until he got cancer. Right. And then because of the circumstance, he, he told himself the lie. He needed to be bad to provide for his family to make money. But really he was always a dick. He was always a bad person. Right. Right. And, and this doesn't like, this feels like kind of like they're trying to do that 
from the trailer, but they're failing miserably. Well, <laughs> like from I what I'm, I don't from know. what I'm reading in the synopsis, it's just the first paragraph of the first of the synopsis of Act One of the production of the the stage production. Um, it actually sounds very like Danny DeVito as the Penguin in Batman Returns to me. Right, So it says, in the land of Oz, people are celebrating the recent death of the Wicked Witch of the West. Glinda the Good then arrives and reveals the Wicked Witch's story. Her mother had an affair with a traveling salesman while her father, the governor of Munchkinland, was away. As a result of that affair, Elphaba Thrope, which I guess is the actual name of the Wicked Witch of the West, was born. She was born with green skin, which shocked both her parents. Her father rejected her, cursing Alfaba to have a troubled childhood. When citizens ask if she was the witch's friend, Glinda begins to reminisce about their past. And so it's kind of got that like, you know, was born in a way that was obviously outside of their control, right? You didn't control how you're born. Um was the child of an affair and as a result was ostracized and cursed and whatever by her father. And that sort of set her on this path of, of hatred and, and anger. And right. So I don't know. I mean, could yeah. be interesting, but the, 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 I, it looks general, good to the me. The second paragraph near the top of the wiki says that, uh, the friendship struggles through their opposing personalities, viewpoints, some love interest react and re reactions to the wonderful wizards, corrupt government. And right. All fabs fall from grace. So, I don't know. Like it reading that and seeing this, it seems like they're trying to play her off as the, a hero that's fallen from grace, but, but she's was trying to do the right, like, like, I don't know. It seems like a convoluted storyline. I'm not sold. Right. You just that want your wicked witch of the West to be truly wicked and evil well, and just She can have like a fall from grace, I guess, but to to give her kind of some interesting story beats, like not a one dimensional villain. Right. But I know but I've but I don't know. It just Yeah, I don't know. Like you're green, I am. <laughs> you, you 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 didn't look at your hands. What? How is what? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Right? I, Maybe the. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. I'm not Maybe. sold. Maybe that's just a dumb line. I don't know. Yeah. We'll <laughs> we'll see. All right. Moving on. Twisters. Uh. Okay. So. <sighs> What is this? Is this a remake or is this a sequel? That's my first question because it looks so like thing. a remake after watching the trailer. So when when whisperings of this film, I mean, Helen Hunt was trying to get a, a Twister sequel made like forever, right? Like way back in the day, I think shortly after the first one. Um, and then there was some stuff. I mean, obviously Bill Paxton passed away. Um, and then there was some stuff... I think about Helen Hunt had written a script herself and the studio wasn't going to let her be the writer. And so then she didn't want to do it if she couldn't write it or 
something I may be misquoting, but it was it's something to that effect. Um, because a couple years ago, when it first seemed like, okay, something's happening now. My understanding was that it was, and I think the story at the time was that this movie was going to be, you know, the the children of Helen Hunt and Bill Paxton's character sort of continuing the work and, and doing it, and Helen Hunt was going to be in there, and, you know, probably there'd be some tragic off-screen death that happened for Bill Paxton's character, you know, died storm chasing, you know, whatever it was, right? It was going to be a, a legacy, a proper legacy sequel. Sure. And then, and I was like, oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I could get back into that world, right? I love the first one. Yeah. Um, it's classic. Pete, and, Pete and I reviewed it not too, 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 too long ago. Um, and Pete was not a fan. <laughs> like I just, I don't, and I don't want to, I don't want to misquote <laughs> Pete. I can't remember what he said, but I, I, he was pretty underwhelmed by it, I think, and, and gave it kind of a low score. And that was also the time that I discovered that this, this film is not across the board critically acclaimed. Like it, it is a divisive film. There's a lot of people out there who think this film's stupid and crap. And I'm like, what? Um, Hook is also one of those films. Hook is not, <laughs> Hook is not highly scored. What really? Yeah, Man, yeah. That a lot of people don't like Hook. Um, gold. I know. And so, anyways, uh, so I was like, okay, I can get in on that. And then you know, cast cast lists started getting released, and stories were coming out that Helen Hunt's not in it, and that it's actually not going to be a sequel anymore, or the, or the script that they're going forward with is not a sequel. It's sort of a. Uh, either like a reboot or like a, you know, sort of a, a story that is kind of unrelated but takes place in the same world or I don't know. So anyways, I watched the trailer. I watched the trailer with much anticipation because I love Twister. I think it's a masterpiece. If you've never watched Twister with a good quality headphones on, you should do it because the sound design in that film, this sort of like demonic wailing that they have Adds sounds interlaced with the the tornadoes yeah. like it's just oh it's just incredible um so the movie that we're getting appears to be that it appears to be either oh, a, a reboot yeah. or you know maybe it takes place in the same continuity um they definitely have like dorothy technology oh yeah um, like there's that it, whole scene that shows exactly the Dorothy yeah. system from the first film. My the big question, Orby things, <laughs> my big question, having watched the trailer now is who wants this? Who, who, who was asking for this? <clears throat> yeah. It's it, my take on the trailer was that, Oh, this is, this is a recreate modern recreation yeah, sort of. Yeah, like it seems like a, a remake. A reboot. A reboot to me is like they take it and they they redo everything and they slap the name on it. Redo this everything. Is, this is a recreation. They're recreating the same story. Essentially, I think you mean remake. Remake. Yeah, it's, is when it's yeah. like almost beat for beat. Yeah, they're do. They're. I think they're. If this is like they're trying to remake this, recreate it. 
in in modern day. Like what if? Yeah, but there was some big changes that we seen in the nineties happened present day instead. Because there's like a drone and the windmills and all that stuff wasn't around. Yeah, but also the core the core premise has changed, right? Because it was in Twister. It was about the Dorothy system was designed to be able to study the inside of a Twister, right? So that we could improve our warning systems so that we could give people time to get better notice. We could, we could even predict when and where they were going to happen. The twisters seems to be about, okay, the twisters formed. We think that we have figured out a way to get in and and like break it up. Right. Cause the, like stop the twister once it started. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Listen, the only cool thing in this trailer the only cool thing in this trailer, and I don't know if it's bullshit. I don't know if this is a real technology. I mean, it certainly doesn't take into account large rubble flying through the air that's going to f- crash into you and <laughs> go through your windshield and kill you anyways. Um, but the whole when he, he like drills the augers on the truck down into the ground so that the truck's like not going to get lifted up. That was cool. That Yeah, that was pretty neat. That was cool. But... Everything else about this movie. I mean, I'll I'll probably go see this, and 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 I want to see it in like a Dolby Atmos theater, right? Something that that has got the optimal sound, right? Or an IMAX theater, or something, something where it's gonna be loud, where it's gonna be loud and crisp, mm. and and you know because you it, don't want to see it in the Hanover theater. No, I don't. I I don't. I'm not going. I listen. Listen. Part of the future plan is that you and I will be seeing more movies together, right? Then we're going to see movies together, and and then be able to review sure. them and yeah. and stuff like that. If you think for one second that that doesn't entail us getting our ass up to own sound, you've got another thing coming. Because I am not, I'm not sitting and watching. Support films your local theater, man. On a potato <laughs> screen, the guy out back turning the crank so that the projector keeps running. No, it's, it's not happening. It's pretty good. Um, I don't mind it. Look, I look. I worked for the man, <laughs> right? I don't have to like him. Um, I supported him enough, man. I built his dream for him. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> you, you, you built his dream, really? I helped build his dream, right? I, I, <laughs> you put, I put money in his, his restaurant. For- I put money in his pocket. I did more than peel potatoes. <laughs> and I was also 12. It was like child labor. I'm pretty sure it was illegal. Anyways. His dream. He oh, wouldn't, because, yeah, anyways. Um, <laughs> I get into bashing him. Um, I, I just don't know who wants this. I don't know who's asked for this. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know how this movie got made. I really don't. I really yeah, don't I, know how this got made. I don't get this. So, uh, we'll see. Moving on. We we had already seen a teaser for the Planet of the Apes, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, but as like with most teasers, the teaser kind of shows you a little bit of the tone. It kind of gives you a bit of a feel for what it's going to be and what it's going to look like, but it, it doesn't 
typically give you much about the story. You don't know, like, okay, but what is what is the story? What is this film actually going to be about? Um, but we now have our first official trailer for Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. And, oh my God, this movie looks amazing. Yeah, we get some storyline beats out of this one. It's just such a good trailer, too, right? The mm-hmm. narration oh, yeah. of, like, you know... There was, you know, man in their time could fly like the eagle and could communicate yeah. across oceans <clears throat> and could, you know, but now it is our time. And it's it's just, it's everything that I want in a Planet of the Apes movie. Like, it, it, it is, <clears throat> it just looks so good. And what's really interesting, uh, someone pointed this out. Uh, it, in a v- sort of recap or a video that I was watching, and this and I was like, oh, oh my god, you're right. So this is the tenth Planet of the Apes film, right? Okay. And well, because it, like you know, I would say my understanding, and I think I think the sort of the facts behind it is that these are, you know, the the three that came before this, and then this one, these are directly connected to or are intended to be directly connected to the 1960s, like the Charlton Heston Planet of the Apes films, right? We're, we're just living in the prequel era right now. Um, but that the really the only outlier, the only thing that's not sort of invited to the family reunion is the Tim Burton remake of Planet of the Apes, which yeah. I think is pretty much panned by just about everybody. Yeah. Um, so the first, the, the the rise of the Planet of the Apes, right? The first in this sort of newer series of Planet of the Apes films that we got, right? With John Lithgow and, and James Franco and stuff like that was essentially a film about a human that discovers an ape who appears to have higher intelligence than many of the other apes, right? Kind of an outlier, like, oh, like there's there's some extra intelligence here. This is, a, you know, kind of Caesar was sort of like maybe the first or one of the first apes in sort of the next gap of, of evolution for the apes. This trailer shows a society of apes that discover a human who appears to be smarter than than the rest of the humans. And so there's kind of some fun symmetry there, right? And, and yeah. things are maybe starting to come full circle, and I don't know. What we don't know is, you know, we know that Rise of the Planet of the Apes you know, when this, when Caesar's story kind of kicks off, I'm pretty sure those were meant to take place sort of in modern time, right? Those, those kind of take place in the year that, or that film takes place in the year that it came out, more or less. And then, and then we have some time jumps, right? Obviously, we, we had the time jump to the second one, we had a, a larger time jump, I would say, to the third one. And then at this point, and this one, it looks like it's been at least a thousand, maybe a couple thousand years, right? Like things have really changed. Like the apes are super evolved now. Yeah, mi- minimum it's a few hundred for sure. For sure, you know, and and humans. Well, I would say it's even. It's got to be more than a few hundred based on the de-evolution of the humans, right? I don't think that happens in a couple hundred years. That you you get humans that are are 
you know, almost Neanderthalistic, right? Um, what I don't know at this point, and I don't know if they'll they'll talk about this. I mean, I know we're supposed to continue getting apes films after this. How far out are we in the timeline from that first Planet of the Apes film? Hmm. It's got to be a while still. Because in that first Planet of the Apes film, and I mean, yes, that was just sort of an artifact of the time that it was made in, and you had to put people in monkey suits and stuff like that. But they are very humanoid in the first Planet of the Apes, right? Like, they're they're almost standing full upright and, and have, like, their, their body structure has, has become more human-esque and there's no humans really, do you know what I mean? Like, so there's still obviously some, some evolution and some time to pass, maybe another thousand years, maybe another two. Um, let's see, what year does Planet of the Apes take place? So Planet of the Apes, for sake of consistency, the Sacred Scrolls treats the year as the canonical year for both Planet of the Apes and Beneath the Planet of the Apes. Uh, so 3978 is sort of the agreed upon year for Planet for the original Planet of the Apes. 3978. So what year does Kingdom you of know, the Planet of the Apes take place? While you're talking here, I yep. wonder if this... If this film, man, and I had this thought the first time I watched it, but then you were kind of talking, kind of describing, and I thought, oh, no, I guess it doesn't really. But I'm watching the trailer again, and, and I'm drawn back to it again. This feels like it follows the Tim Burton storyline. Storyline, but not continuity. Yes, yes. Right, it's not a sequel like, to the so Tim the Burton. Tim Burton storyline was Spaceman falls on the planet space traveler falls on the planet planets ruled by apes humans are in a, a subservient role and hunted and traded and and, and yeah um well and that's the charlton heston one as well is that how that i never i've never seen it Oh, yeah. Uh, well, okay. maybe you have an opportunity because it anyway. looks like that's the next series that Pete and I are working through. So if anyway. you want to hop on that bandwagon. Um, so you you mentioned like humans are neat dressing like or, or like de-evolved Neanderthals. And I was like, what? Really? And I, I've kind of found some spots where they show the humans in the trailer. And I was like, oh, yeah. They're like in rags and loincloths and long oh, yeah. hair. They're but being hunted. Our They're... female protagonist is in like jeans or some sort of space pants and a and like a white beater. She's dressed yeah. extreme and shoes. Yeah, she's, she's dressed different. extremely different from everyone else. Hmm. Right. So, which would yeah, like might be why they're after her because she's not actually from maybe she's not from this time or maybe she's from a she she's been living on the space station with humans and human human civilization in space or something and she fell from space somehow 
I would that would also play into the scene in the trailer where she's like looking through the telescope. Why she's so smitten with space <laughs> in that scene. Okay, uh, let's see here. It's interesting. That would let's be cool. See. Yeah, remake timeline. No, that's not what. So maybe this is like their version of telling the Charlton Heston, Tim Burton story. Maybe, yeah. But but then that's weird because I'm pretty sure that they're supposed to be like. Then you'd be t- telling a story that doesn't need to be told because I'm. Yeah, it's already being told. Yeah, it's already been told, and my understanding is in the same timeline. Yeah, I don't like. I I I'm I'm just. This is what I'm seeing when I'm looking at the trailer, right? Yeah. Where's the planet of Dawn of the War? Planet of the Apes beneath the planet of the Apes. Okay. Well, yep. Hard to hard to say. All Um, right, but I think it looks great. I think it's. I think it's. Yeah. Okay. The moment, the moment, the moment, the moment is is upon us. A teaser, a long teaser, just a teaser, really doesn't give us, gives us some ideas, but doesn't really tell us what the full story is here. Um, It gives us, I mean, it gives us a lot more than we had before. And it also, there are a lot of little Easter eggs and tidbits and so we can have chewables in this. Yeah. So let's go, let's go through this bit by bit. So first, first things first, we can officially now say we can stop saying Deadpool three. Yeah. Because the official title is Deadpool and Wolverine. Yeah. It's a, it's a simple title. It's an obvious title, but it's a great title. I think it's great. So we get the trailer starts out. And it's it's Wade's birthday, Deadpool's birthday. And he does a little bit of a monologue here about whether, uh, about how, the, you know, the last year or so, last couple of years have been hard. And I think we get some pretty clear indicators. I've watched this trailer like 107 times. <laughs> I've watched quite a few. <laughs> and I think we get some clear indicators here that I think Wade and Vanessa are broken up. I don't think they're really? together anymore. Yeah, because he talks about, you know, it's been a hard year and you see a shot where she kind of walks away from him a little bit and he's just kind of left there with like a painful smile on his face. And then sort of the real indicator is that when he goes to blow out his candles, she says, make a wish, buddy. She calls him buddy. And I don't know. I think part of what he's talking about and it being a hard couple of years is I think his relationship with Vanessa fell apart. Mm, I don't buy that. I don't know, man. If there's something, if there's a tension there, it's probably more something akin to Cause here's the stuff the thing. that's happened in the past or the fact that they, maybe they can't have kids or something like that. Well, I don't but Vanessa, Vanessa is almost assuredly not coming over to the MCU. Right? Because it, you, get, oh, yeah. you get a little janky at that point. So how else do you, you know, uh, without having this sort of like, oh, but he just got her back and they're together and Wade wouldn't leave Vanessa. Well, maybe Wade doesn't need to leave Vanessa because Vanessa's already left Wade. 
right? I don't know. Anyway, so he's there. He's blowing out his candles. We have a full, full stacked birthday party here. Full stacked birthday party. Vanessa, whether they're together or not, is there. Yep. We have Colossus is yep. there. It's good to see Colossus back. Uh, yep. We have Negasonic. the the blind lady. I can't remember her the name. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we've got Peter. <laughs> Peter's back. <laughs> Which is also, amazing. Also, Dopinder. Also, um, Shatterstar, who Sh- presumably Shatterstar had died in the last film, but maybe Wade saved him the same way he saved Peter. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. Uh, we have Dopinder there, because of course Dopinder, you can't have yeah. you can't have a birthday party without Dopinder. And then there's a knock at the door. And boys and girls, we have entered the era where now even... Di- See, here's the thing. Here's, here's my only gripe about this movie. This is a trailer. The Deadpool films. Historically, even when... Like, even taking the X-Men Fox films into account were their own standalone films. You didn't have to have any, you didn't have to have any X-Men knowledge to watch the Deadpool films. You didn't, because there was like the odd nod, like, okay, they're at the X-Mansion or whatever, but you didn't have to, you didn't have to have seen them. But now Deadpool's part of the MCU, baby, so if you haven't seen Loki, (laughs) then then nothing's uh, not going to make sense. The the TVA, yeah. So how do they... Explain the TVA in a quickly enough that it doesn't take up a lot of screen time. Yeah, and here's what's fun because because I watched a couple. I've watched a bunch of breakdowns of this trailer. People, not yeah, not not breakdowns, um, uh, reactions. I like because the moments that I knew that I reacted big to, I was like, I want to watch other people react to those moments as well. And a lot of people are confusedly making the mistake of going, oh, so is this like the Fox X-Men universe of, because he's still in the Fox X-Men universe at the beginning of this trailer. So is this the Fox version of the TVA? No, no, no. The TV, there's only one TVA. Yeah. The TVA exists outside of timelines, outside of reality, outside of universes. And so if, if, Sony, I mean, they'd have to strike a deal and get Marvel's permission or whatever. But if in Across the Spider-Verse or Into the Spider-Verse 3, they want to have the TVA show up, that's explainable very easily. Right? If 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 Andrew Garfield ever comes back and does a third Spider-Man over at Sony or whatever, the TVA could be a part of that. Right? That's that's there's there's they, they've set that up in a really smart way. So the TVA shows up and I'm going to go out on not really a limb here and say, you know, people go, well, why would the TVA be knocking at Wade's door? Well, let's go back to the ending of Deadpool 2, <laughs> yeah. where Wade does a lot of time traveling and he changes a lot of shit. He creates a lot of variance, essentially, <laughs> right? Creates yeah, a lot of quite bridge a timelines. <laughs> <coughs> And so, you know, including killing a, a younger Ryan Reynolds looking at the script of Green Lantern. So funny. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and so, here's the thing. And this is an important moment in this trailer. Because 
this trailer had to do a couple of really important things, right? This trailer had to, A, be funny. It had to be interesting. It had to be a good trailer. But one of the big tasks of this trailer was they needed to be able to communicate with the fans and to reassure fans, reassure some very worried fans that this is not a watered-down Disney Deadpool. That this is not a Deadpool. Just because Deadpool's with Disney now and and part of the MCU that has, you know, with the exception of the Echo series, has, has always been fairly family-friendly. They needed to communicate you are not getting a vanilla, stripped-down, neutered version of this <clears throat> character. And my God, do they communicate that effectively. Where we see the pruning sticks, right? The TVA is like Wade Wilson. And yeah. and they show the pruning sticks. And he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. And closes the door. <laughs> and he says, is that supposed to scare me? Pegging's not new to me, friendo. But it is to Disney. And then turns and looks at the camera. And oh, my God, did they go for the gusto? And was it ever perfect? 27 seconds into this film, this trailer, they're making pegging jokes and fourth wall breaking jokes about Disney. So good. Yeah. I cannot think the, of a more the, the effective way to communicate a that. too to the first movie. Yes, of, of him and Vanessa celebrating uh, Woman's, Woman's Day. National Happy Woman's, Woman's Day. Day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And so it just so effectively communicated, hey, <laughs> Disney didn't put any training wheels on us. Don't worry. And so we, we, you know, we see that and then the door opens up. The One of the time portal temp pad doors open up and, and we see, I guess we haven't talked about the hair at this point up until this point. <laughs> Wade's got this like not even Ryan Reynolds hair but like doofy blonde hair Um, and that gets pulled off of him and he gets pulled through the door and uh, and then we're at the the TVA with the the guy from Succession what's his name yeah I don't know if any of your breakdowns watch noted this because the ones I didn't but in rewatching the were you watching it um his name is Paradox. Is it? Yeah. Which is interesting because first season of Loki, we were introduced to uh, Mobius. Right. Right. And what made time travel possible in Avengers? The flux capacitor. A, a no, Mobius uh, um, strip. Yes, a Mobius strip. Right. So uh, we learn about the like are the introduction to Loki for Loki to time travel and time stuff is a is mobius right i'd right? never picked up on that before and then season two was all about ouroboros loops and who right. were we introduced to in season two ouroboros obi yeah season now we get deadpool i wonder if they're just playing on this a little bit more like i wonder if this guy's name being Paradox, right, pl- will will play heavily into the like 
the paradox of telling time time uh, time travel stories, the paradoxes, right. and having yeah. to fix those paradoxes, right? Yeah. I think that I think that would be like, and it does kind of seem like they're probably going to do that. Yeah, I think so. So I think it's, that's so, just a fun thing I've just noted myself. So then we get another great little Wade Wilson line here where the yeah. where Paradox says to Wade, he says, Mr. Wilson, while unconscious, you seem to have soiled yourself. And oh, Wade I says, unconscious. I wasn't unconscious. Uh, who are you? This <laughs> is <laughs> so good. Yeah. And, uh, and they kind of, you know, he, he just alludes to like, look, Wade, you're special. You're unique. And this is your opportunity. So it's very clear they're they're looking to recruit him, right? This is yep. your opportunity to be a hero among heroes. And then we see the TVA screens light up with clips from a bunch of different MCU movies. Yeah. Him saluting oh my gosh. Captain, and, to Captain America shots. <laughs> and what a moment. And then we see Wade salute Captain America. So Wade obviously has some idea of who Captain Amer- America is. Why else would he, I don't know, salute? I don't know. Well, but it's just part Wade of the Wilson fourth wall breakness about, of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so it's so good. And then we get another Wade Wilson line where he says, I smell what you're stepping in, Sensei. Oh, and then, sorry, I'm like fangirling out here. In, in possibly the best fourth wall break that we've ever seen Deadpool do, he says, your little cinematic universe is about to change forever, which is exactly one of the stories that we were reporting on a week or two ago, where that's what people connected to the film were saying. Right, this film is going to change the MCU. This mm-hmm. film is going to save the MCU, which is the next line we get, which is Deadpool saying, "I am the Messiah. I am Marvel Jesus. Marvel Jesus." <laughs> and it is such a good line. It's so funny. Um, in that little montage, while he's saying those things. We do see at what looks like maybe a poker table wearing a white, very like Sean Connery, James Bond blazer. We clearly see the back of Wolverine's head. Oh, this, Um, you don't know what this is? No. This is, this is Wolverine in Madripoor. So in the comics, Wolverine would frequent Madripoor. You don't remember what Madripoor was from uh, Winter Soldier and oh yeah yeah yeah. okay yeah yeah, yeah, it's the it's a it's a whole um country run by crime essentially yeah okay wolverine would frequent madripoor undercover as as a guy and dress up in a white suit and wear an eye patch over his one of his eyes and he'd walk around and he'd be known as patch okay okay that's what this is this is calling back to that whether this is actually madripoor Right. Who knows? But this is Could definitely well, why not? Patch Wolverine. So then we get uh we get a rapid montage of Deadpool suiting up, including at least one, maybe two luscious ass slaps. Uh and then it's just somebody else, yeah, suiting him up. It's just funny. Yeah. <laughs> and then the elevator door opens and he goes from the splits into the upright position and does that little leg in the air, flick of the wrist, like uh like it's just yeah. it is this trailer perfectly communicates it deadpool's back 
right? This is the Deadpool you know and love. We see him laying waste. Then we get a fast montage here, right? So he's laying waste to some TVA agents. We see the shot. background, which is interesting. Okay, so. There's a bunch of different scenery cuts here. i'm gonna i'm gonna talk to you about the big theory about that scene in in a minute here i've probably heard it but let's go <laughs> so then we get the the fox backdrop like the fox logo buried in the sand that we had all kind of seen in possibly we've seen some you know whether it's the wanted films or the kick-ass films or john wick or whatever we've seen some cool gunplay loading of the gun stuff in the past this might take the cake in his little like the way he's reloading his guns with the clips in the air and like oh it's just it's it's so good we get some we get an f-bomb in this trailer we get an oh my f right like it's they're really showing you nothing has changed don't worry we see deadpool with a, a a snapped wrist kind of flicks it back into place Going through the back of the van. The back of the the, van. There's uh, sitting in the back seat of a vehicle that's covered in blood, kind of like beckoning, come on, come get it. One of these, one of these shots where I think it's the one just before he says, Oh my F. Um, he's saying that because somebody's getting eaten. And if you watch it slowly, it's, it is definitely, uh, what's his name? The void monster at the end of time. Yeah. The void beast, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, so they're definitely in the void, which is kind of what I had been speculating. I think a lot of other people, like I can't take credit for that, but it was definitely, it seemed like that was a thing. And then yeah. I want to direct everyone's attention to a minute and 52 seconds. A minute yeah. and 50 seconds. Yeah, this is a big one. Where we where we get a blink and you miss it, or even watch closely and probably not realize what you're looking at. I wouldn't um, say blink and you miss it because he's got a line, but yeah, well, if, yeah you're but, not, but, if you're not paying attention, you might not figure it out. Um, and we get someone who says, I love this part. That is not only the same character, but actor that played Pyro in the Fox X-Men movies. Yeah. Yeah, and in all of the rumors that we got about who could be in this movie, I don't think that ever came <laughs> up. One. No, which begs the question: Will we get Iceman? <laughs> right, Bobby. Um, and then we get the classic Deadpool ducking down behind an object, throwing yeah. his hand up in the air, and yelling "Wait!" Which yeah. is so, so perfect. And every, do that in and every, every movie. movie now. Yeah, yeah. Do that in every movie. I love that. That <laughs> is that is a running gag. Is fantastic. Then we get Deadpool you thrown brown pants. <laughs> yeah, we threw. We get Deadpool. Deadpool thrown through a brick wall. Screen goes black, and it cuts to him lying in the desert in the void. Um, we want to point out fun little Easter egg. Now it could mean something. It could just be a fun little Easter egg. But laying on the ground next to Wade Wilson is a comic book, and that comic book, comic book is the cover for not. Just Secret Wars, but the newer, like the most recent run of Secret Wars. second run of Secret Wars. Yeah. And so that's, you know. Who's on the cover? Do you know who's on the cover? I don't. It is. And this is a first for the MCU, this being an MCU film. It is the first time we see Doctor Doom in the MCU. There you go. Doctor Doom is on the cover of this comic. 
I, I, so I then, can't make it out from here. So I, it was in one no. of the breakdowns. I watched, yes, someone who analyzed it. And so then, little, as it, as he's laying in there, enhance, zoom in and enhance. <laughs> we see the just, the I shadow. No, we see the shadow approach and kind of overlay Wade as he's laying there, and it's clearly Wolverine. Right, yeah. you see the you see the hair, and Wade says, "Don't just stand there, you ape! Help me up!" <laughs> and we see Wolverine take his claws out, and and Wade go, "Actually, I'm okay. Thank you very much." <laughs> As Wolverine swoops in, we see the bat. We see the yellow and blue outfit. Yeah. Um, but that's it. We don't get to see. We don't get to see anything else. So, two things, three things. One trailer's perfect fantastic like i'm so stoked this trailer did everything it needed to do i'm i'm over the moon number two carl if i had asked you two days ago if i had asked you before this trailer came out if i had asked you hey man deadpool trailer is coming out in a day do you show Wolverine? Do you have to show Wolverine? What would your um, answer have been? If we didn't get leaks, if we didn't get that crazy set leak of them walking together months ago, right? And if we weren't going to get leaks in the future, we just there was just we just knew that Wolverine was going to be it. We didn't know anything else. No, you don't show Wolverine. Right. But being is out that photo has been sent all over the internet twice over now everybody who cares has seen it no no i mean like show him show him i mean more than what they did i mean oh, like no, show his face and have a calm no, no no but had i asked you right i i agree i think this was before perfect. watching this but had you like uh, for me personally had you asked me so do you do you put wolverine no, in the trailer i think like, before watching this this is all you do you just like show them from behind really? like they do with patch you just show them okay. briefly right. like they did at the end yeah see i, I would have said i would have said different there, uh, look i think i will i'm not going to watch any more deadpool trailers i've met my movie man quota for this <laughs> uh you actually haven't because the movie man quota is watch it teaser and then the first official trailer this which is, a, is oh, you dirty bastard yeah sorry this is a trailer it's two minutes long how's this not it's, a trailer it's, it's a teaser because <laughs> it doesn't tell us what the story of this movie is i it surely it does anyways anyways <laughs> go on um yeah I, they're gonna in the fu- future trailers oh, for sure teasers, yeah right? for sure you have but to. but uh yeah i think this is the, i wouldn't i wouldn't i wouldn't expect them to otherwise okay now click back to the scene where he's in the in the wintry forest we'll talk about the the theory yeah sure shoot run so we know that this film deals heavily with uh, multiverse travel yep and we know that 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 means that I, you know, time travel and the TVA is involved. And so Wade can kind of drop into presumably, you know, kind of any point in time, anywhere he wants to. So if my theory that this is the film that is going to 
bridge the gap and and make it so that you know mutants are a part of the MCU. Where is the first place that you go? Where is the first place Wade Wilson goes? Tell us. The first place you go is to the snowy forest opening scene of Age of Ultron, mm. which is the first place that we saw two mutants that were miscategorized under the previous rules that the MCU had to follow just as gifted individuals. This is the first scene where we see Wanda and Pedro. Pedro. Yeah. This is this is the where they are just gifted the twins. They're just these gifted individuals. And so if you're going to go back and you're going to say what are you talking about? Those are mutants. Th- that's where you go. And I don't know. It could just be a, it could just be a wintry forest. It could just be total coincidence. It's just a wintry forest. Or it could be the fact that hey, Hang on a second. The first time we saw mutants that weren't allowed to be called mutants in the MCU, it was at the beginning of Age of Ultron, which was a big fight scene that took place in a wintry forest. Yeah. A wintry forest that looks a hell of a lot like this one. Hmm. So that is that is a theory that I've seen a couple of places now as sort of the running, hmm. you know, fan. Tin, yes. Little tinfoil hattie, maybe. Yeah. Well, I, and I think there's like, it definitely looks like that environment. And that's, I've heard that, heard that that's what this is. Yeah. The theory around it that I heard was that he's only here for one person. The theory from the video I watched, the guy is theorizing that maybe he's here to build out a team to stop whatever or save whatever he needs to do in this film. So then he's after one. Who do you who do you save in this timeline in this in this universe without impacting the universe? Who do you save in this universe without the, impacting the only one the who dies? Wanda, Quicksilver. Oh, Quicksilver. Well, it right. dies in this film. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm. That's what they were theorizing, right? Quicksilver dies. He doesn't have an effect on the rest of the film. So you save him, right? Well, I mean, it would have it. It would definitely have an effect because you know the question becomes: does does everything that Wanda goes through and the the person that Wanda becomes like so much of the catalyst that kicks off sort of Wanda's downward spiral is the loss of her brother? That's the first right. big I, loss. Their, their theory that she is deals like with. he's he, like in her eyes, she still dies, so it doesn't affect the time. But anyway, but I don't. I don't think either of those. I'm not sure either of those things is is accurate. Like I could see it being that place in time potentially or around that time, but I don't think I feel like he's not doing either of those things here. Okay. Because who's he fighting? The TVA. He's fighting the TVA in this scene. All the other scenes He's fighting in the end of time against an unknown group who are wearing like Mad Max rags, similar to whoever Pyro is working with, because Pyro is hanging out with them. Right. And even in one of those scenes, those end of time scenes, there's a TVA agent in handcuffs like, help me, Wade. Um, it's a, that's a blink and you miss it scene. 
Um, but yeah, I, I, so like the trailer starts out, TVA abducts him, TVA recruits him, and then we get all those action shots. So at some point, he is either working, he, he's either, he ends up fighting against the TVA for some reason, or maybe a rogue faction of the TVA from maybe, uh, what's her name that was one of the antagonists of the second season of Loki <coughs> who got sent to the end of time at the end of that season. Um, yeah. So there's, I, in terms of like what's actually stories being told here, there's a lot yeah. of good theories out there and I like yours and that other guys, but at the same time I look at what's happening in those shots and I'm like, I don't what, why is he actually there? Like if that's the c- case, if that's what their TVA is trying to do, <coughs> why is he fighting them? Or has he gone rogue from the TVA after joining and they're trying to set him straight or like, you know what I mean? Yep. I'm just looking or right Or maybe now. this is like what happens just before he gets pruned. And that's why he's in the end of time or something. I don't know. <coughs> I'm just looking right now to see. So how many wheels does that have? I'm 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 going down the rabbit hole here. <laughs> Are you looking at the overturned truck? I'm looking at the overturned truck and comparing it to the vehicles that get overturned or damaged or blown out of the way in the opening scene of Age of Ultron. Yeah. And if you're going to go down the rabbit hole, just look at that truck for a minute. It's like covered in ice and snow. It's been overturned there for a while. Same with the knockdown tree, right? Like if this is the place, the battlefield of the beginning of Age of Ultron, then that battle's long over. Hang on. Let me go. And now I got to go back to that. It's right around a minute, 37, 36. Um, okay. Let's see. There's the ass slap. <coughs> uh, no, I disagree. I disagree. Everything's covered in snow, but it's it's snowing, and the only thing you can really see of that truck is the underside of it and the um, the tires. The and underside the tires of it's covered be, in snow, like it's been sitting. Well, there. Yeah, it's it's snowy. Not that snowy. <laughs> like no, it's, but it's driving driving along the ground, and snow's kicking uh, up on it. And that looks. Like I mean, fresh also, this is one. On the yeah, but this is I, this is one of those things where like. <laughs> Are you looking at set design and a decision made in the the course of making a film and treating it like a a real life forensic investigation? Because quite often that's not (laughs) like conducive to, right? You can watch all kinds of things. Like when we were talking about Echo and you're like, wow, that glass shard wouldn't have gone into her leg. Well, yeah. Okay. You're right. Right. Like if you break things down and that, yeah. (laughs) Anyways, this trailer did everything it was supposed to. It reassured fans that, hey, you know what? Deadpool's not been watered down. And hey, guys, 
get excited. And the trailer actually tells you, hey, I'm on my way to save your little cinematic universe that has gone a bit off the rails. I'm going to come in. Everything's going to be different. And I am the MCU messiah. I'm so stoked. Carl, you're stoked? Um, Yeah, I think this is exciting. <clears throat> I wonder how much... Like, that line, like, I'm the MCU messiah. I'm Marvel Jesus. Like, like he's here. Like, Marvel... I'm sure Kevin Feige and the heads of D- Disney and Marvel <clears throat> realize that the products they've been putting out have been less than favorably received. Oh, for sure. And maybe this is an opportunity to retcon some of that nonsense yep. in a really fun way. Yeah. I think I, I believe Kevin Feige's got his ear to the ground. I think he, you know, he's not sitting there in some throne going, everything's, this is fine. Everything's fine. He knows. Yeah. He knows. I don't know. We'll see. Anyways, that'll do it. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you check out our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all listed down below. We have a Patreon page where for as little as a dollar a month, you can support the show and get some fun perks in return. And we have merch. We got stuff you can buy for yourself. Yeah, that's, yep, that's, that is exactly what all the t-shirts say. That way, every time you buy a t-shirt, you're just advertising to buy more t-shirts. Yep, that's, uh, it's, it's either a cannibalistic system or it's really smart. I'm not sure which. (laughs) And until next week, when we talk probably less about trailers and more about just, you know, regular movie news, uh, thanks. Remember to pray to Marvel Jesus. To Marvel, that seems blasphemous, what you just said. Definitely is. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.